0: Perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. All right, this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct. NBA All Star Game has been something I have been blessed, fortunate to go to for years and years and years. It's my first one. 2015, the game was in New York City, and you did your thing. The homecoming. You won a you you won a war. I didn't win shit. Oh, but this is the best of that weekend. It was a fantastic weekend. This is a a best of my experiences of the All-Star Game in New York City. I was running into this one, running into that one. I ran into Bill Clinton. I met Action Bronson, saw Dr. J, saw the great Moses Malone before he passed. The first time I ever saw Michael Jordan in person. Go over all that. I saw Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter. I was at a party. So a hove. I saw everybody. All star game. Yo, the biggest of the big guns come out. Right. And let me tell you something. When you're in an all star game, it's like a mix between I don't know, pimps up, Hose down, uh, Pimba cannon, Bishop Don Juan. They're all there. They're all there. The Hangover and the Hangover Part Two. You know, like a red eye flight to Thailand. That that's what's like going to an all star weekend. It's just a fucking nut house. So, this is the best of All-Star Weekend in New York City. I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Funky, funky throwback. Get into it right now. All right, people. So, this is a big, 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 big week from Michael Rappaport. I say my name in the third party because I am participating in the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game this Friday live From the Mecca, Madison Square Garden. And yes, Madison Square Garden still is the Mecca of basketball. It still is the world's most famous arena. Despite the fact that the Knicks are shitty. Despite the fact that the Knicks have been shitty. It will always be the Mecca of basketball. And it will always be the world's most famous arena. And this Friday... Live on ESPN, and if you're lucky enough to buy a ticket, it's sold out. It's fucking sold out. I will be playing in the game that I won MVP in five years ago. It's a comeback. They're calling it the return. In the Celebrity All-Star Game this year, we have Kevin Hart, good basketball player. But the thing about Kevin Hart is he's so fucking rich and so famous and so in demand right now. His game is going to suffer. But I will say this about my man Kevin Hart, who I consider a friend, I respect completely. He did have game about 10 years ago, before he got super fucking rich. He was one of them short motherfuckers who could play. Quick, strong, high-jumping, aggressive little fuckers. But those days are over for you, Kevin. All right? Those days are over for you. I don't care if you're on Instagram, Instagram, Doing your fit workouts and all that shit. You're traveling, I see you. You're in Germany, you're in Berlin, you're in Alabama, you're in Texas, you're in Chicago, he's doing shows, he's getting paid. He's getting fucking paid. But you don't have the time to put it in on the basketball court. All right? So you're not you're a non factor this year. I'm not sure if you're on my team. I'm not sure if you if you're not on my team. But you know the deal. You know how I play. We've played together. When the cameras aren't around, you know how I get down. You come in the lane. You're getting put on your ass. And it ain't going to be like put on your ass like in the Ice Cube movie, like funny. It's going to be, ow, type of shit. Common's playing, who is a great athlete. One of my favorite rappers. One of the, the nicest, most genuine, sweetest, approachable Dudes in hip-hop, good dude, was in uh, Beats, Rhymes, and Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. I've known him for years, always nice, been nice to my kids. Just, he's just a nice dude, a good dude, one of the best MCs, but not the best basketball player, but plays hard, is in shape, doesn't like to pass. Pass me the fucking rock, Common, okay? Pass me the rock this year. I want that fucking ball. Okay, who else we got playing? Um, Ansel Eckhart. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's a good actor, young actor. He was in uh, The Fault in Our Stars. Tall kid. He played the kid with you know who had cancer. He's in the game. Not sure if he could play, but that motherfucker's tall. I met him. He's taller than me. He's like six four or like a solid six three and a half. He's tall. Uh, who Anthony Anderson? I'm not worried about you, bro. I love you. I got a, an episode of Blackish. I just did a fucking episode of the show Blackish. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. Had a great time doing that. I don't know if you got anything left in the tank, Anthony. I don't know if you ever had much in the tank basketball wise, but I really don't know if you have anything left in the tank. You're my man, 50 grand. I'm not, I'm not concerned about you. I am going to say the biggest concern that I have going into the celebrity all star game is fucking Monet Davis. All right, and if you don't know who Monet Davis is by name, you know her by her fame. She is the girl who pitched for the Philadelphia Little League team that went to, I believe, the semifinals of this year's Little League World Series. She's from the team from Philadelphia. She's all over the news, press. She's great, played with all boys, striking dudes out, kicking ass, hitting the ball, doing everything. She's all over the news. You know, one of the sportsmen of the year of 2014 and people have been like, I know you wouldn't knock down a girl. I, 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 I know you're not going to go after her. She's a girl. Let me explain something to you, Monet. You know the fucking drill. All right? You're out here playing with the big boys. This is my tournament. This ain't in Philadelphia. This is my game. This is my city. You're in my arena. The Mecca of basketball, Madison Square Garden. I'm born and raised in New York City. Born and raised. New York Hospital, look it up. March 20th, 1970. Look it up. Okay? Dr. Gribbets yanked me from my mother's vagina. And life and the world changed forever. March 20th, 1970. It's 6.13 in the morning. Okay? You're coming into my city playing in a tournament that is for adults. Okay, there's other women playing, yes. Professional basketball players. But the way I see it is if you could throw a 79-mile-per-hour fastball, then you're good enough to be playing basketball with grown men and grown women. And if you're good enough to play basketball with grown men and grown women, you come in the lane, Monet Davis, you're going to get taken down. Now, yes, I do want... Uh, 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 some sort of paperwork signed that I will not be sued if I clothesline and or tackle Monet Davis. I, I need that something signed from her and her family. I'm not, gonna, I'm not looking for a lawsuit. But once that is signed, all bets are off. I don't give a shit what the hell the circumstances are. Okay? You're out there playing with the big boys. You're going to get treated like one of the big boys. Ask Justin Bieber. Ask Rick Fox. Ask who's ever been out there with me. Ask little Romeo. Find little Romeo and ask him. Ask him how I get down. I don't play. All right? I foul hard. I fouled out of a celebrity basketball game. No one's ever done that. And yet, I'll tell you something else that no one else has ever done. No other participant has won both the MVP... For the celebrity game. And the three-point shootout. That's right. Celebrity MVP. And I also won the three-point shootout. No one has accomplished that in the history of this game. In the history of celebrities participating in the All-Star Game. No one has done that. Okay? So you could sleep on me if you want. You can mock some of my missed layups, you can mock some of my falls, you can say what you want, but the fucking trophy is sitting right in front of me. I look at it every day. I dust it off weekly. It gets shined bi-weekly. I have won the fucking MVP and the three-point shootout. Okay, and this Friday in my city, Chris Mullen's playing, Skylar Diggins is playing, Shoney Schimmel is playing, and I don't give a fuck who else is playing. Okay, but I am not fucking around. I have been doing two a days. You know what that means? I train twice a fucking day. Okay? And yes, I was the last man in. They didn't know, did they want Rappaport? They didn't know if he should come back. They didn't know, is he too old? Does he still have anything in the tank? Yes, I fucking do. The last three weeks have been dedicated to coming into Madison Square Garden this Friday, February 13th, and doing the goddamn thing. Let's just say this. If they were doing blood testing for doping, for PEDs, for that Mark McGuire, for that Sammy Sosa, for that Barry Bonds, I may or may not get busted for it, but they don't, they don't test for PEDs for the celebrity all-star game. So I'm doing, I'm free to do whatever I want to do. Okay. If I need to do a cycle to get ready for the fucking game, I'm going to do a cycle to get ready for the fucking game. Okay. That's just, that's just where my head is at. I, I soak myself in ice every night. I have ailments already. I did something to my knee the other day. The doctor said, I don't know what the fuck you did. Okay, He said, I can't diagnose anything. I said, well, I'm in pain, Dr. Weinberg. He said, I don't know. I can't find shit. I said, I need a fucking MRI. He said, it's a waste of money. There's nothing wrong with your knee. I said, then why does it feel like I have a fucking steak knife in it, you motherfucker? But do I stop playing? No. Do I stop practicing? No. Do I stop doing my wind sprints? No. Do I stop getting up 500 shots a day? Fuck no. Alright, I got a basketball court in my backyard near my pool. I make my girl rebound for me. Okay, the other day she fell in the fucking pool. Chasing rebounds for me. I don't give a fuck. Get your ass out of the pool. And feed me the ball. Feed me the ball. I don't care that you're soaking wet. I don't care that you fell in there with all your clothes and your cell phone. I need the rock. Feed me the fucking rock. This is the dedication. Alright, this is the fucking dedication This is the focus. That's it. I'm not fucking around. Here's what I'm predicting for the game. Get excited when I get the ball on the post, particularly on the block on the right side. Get excited because I'm going to do something. I got my baby hooks. I got my bank shots. I got all my shit. I'm not getting outside myself. See, people get into the, the, the celebrity game and they get all outside themselves. The bright lights, the big city, the cameras, they get extra hype. I'm a fucking veteran. You think... Some fucking cameras in my face are going to get me hype. You think I don't get cheered for when I walk down the street? I walk down the street, people clap. So when I'm playing basketball, it doesn't fucking do anything to me. I'm focused. Clap all you want. ESPN's going to be watching. The whole fucking world is going to be watching. People in China are going to be watching. People are going to be staying up to watch this game across the globe to see what I am going to do, and I am going to perform at the highest level. I'm going to say another thing. yes. When I run, it looks very bizarre. Okay? It looks very bizarre. I went sneaker shopping the other day with my girlfriend. She said, "You don't need new sneakers, you need new legs." I said, "That's fine." That's fine. It's a genetic thing. I don't know what happened. My father's when he my father was fast as shit, Jewish and everything. Size 13 4E. His feet are big and wide. In his prime, he was fast. My brother runs like a tank. Okay, he's fast. For some reason, when I run, it's always been the case. It looks like I have shit in my pants. Will that stop me this year? Fuck no. Fuck no. Fuck no. I know it looks crazy when I run. Watch True Romance. Watch when I run out of the room. Watch Higher Learning. Watch when I'm running down the hallway. I can't even hide it when I want to. Yes, it looks bizarre when I run. I'm slow as shit. My feet are, you couldn't even call them flat. They're like, I don't know what's wrong with them. And as I've gotten older, it looks weirder. My arms do some weird thing, but my footwork is nimble and I'm left handed and I could play. I could fucking play. I'm in fucking shape and I'm ready to go. All right. So this week, watch the fucking game. Yes. Yes, yes, there probably will be a couple of emergency podcasts from New York during the All-Star Game. There probably will be an emergency podcast after the game. Yes, I will be soaking myself in ice and eucalyptus after the game. I will be sore, but that will not fucking stop me from doing what I need to do, which is performing at the highest level. And I will say it again. Monet Davis, you will be introduced To a forearm shiver, if you come down the lane and I am there, okay, you will be introduced to what a forearm shiver is. This is the I Am Rapport podcast, and I'll be right back. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattress and obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. You could try a Casper mattress for a hundred nights, risk free, in your home. If you do not love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. With over 20,000 reviews online and an average of 4.8 stars, Casper is quickly becoming the Internet's most popular mattress. They have sheets, they have pillows, they even have doggy beds. Go to Casper.com, save $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www com forward slash Rappaport. Use the promo code Rappaport. Try a Casper mattress 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you don't love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. Go to www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So as everybody in the world already knows, last week I participated in the NBA Sprite Celebrity All-Star Game live from Madison Square fucking Garden. And if you don't know the history, I am the a former MVP winner. I think it was 2010 or 2011. And then I am also a three-point shootout winner. The only person in the history of the Celebrity All-Star Game to win both contests, to win both awards. Kevin Hart is now a four-time MVP, but he is never won the 3 point shootout. I have won that and I won the MVP. So Kevin Hart, I'm fucking unimpressed with the fact that you have won the MVP 4 times in a row. So, let me just walk you through the weekend. So, Thursday I settled down in New York and I went to Madison Square Garden to pick up my gear and when I was picking up my gear and uniform, they were they were rehearsing, you know, it's a, it's a produced show. They were rehearsing the All-Star Game, so the Jersey Boys were performing, they were doing the camera shit, da, da, da. and I walk out on to the, the, the court of Madison Square Garden, and there's no one out there, so I'm like, holy shit. So I get up some shots, I practice, 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 and I'm like, I'm getting the jitterbugs out, I'm gonna be great for the game, because Friday night's the game, I'm gonna be nervous, but now that I'm... Shooting on Madison Square Garden Court for the first time, I'll be ready to go. Now, I did suffer. This is not an excuse, but if I was going to make an excuse, this would be my excuse. I did suffer an injury a week before with my rigorous training. I don't know what the fuck it was. The doctors were not able to diagnose this. It was some sort of lingering cramp thing in the back of my knee. Uh, I was treating it. I am not going to say that I took some PEDs, but I'm also... Not going to say that I didn't take any PEDs, okay? I'm just going to keep it really innocuous. That's right. I just said innocuous. But I was fucking hampering from this injury. Sore. Very, very, very sore. 24 hours a day. And when I would run, when I would jump, if you could call it that, it would fucking hurt. So Friday's the big game. I get to the arena early. Four hours early way before anybody else that was participating in the game got to Madison Square Garden. And uh, I, I found out that my team consisted of Shoni Schimmel, who is a WNBA player. She's a fucking badass. If you don't know who Shoni Schimmel is, look her up. She's fucking dope. She's a bad fucking ass. She's tough. She could shoot. She could play. She's, she won, uh, you know, Rookie of the Year last year in the WNBA I had Tina Thompson, Kevin Hart. I had this dude, Blake Leeper. Blake Leeper is a Olympic athlete. He is the fastest man with no legs, okay? They call him fucking, you know, like he's like Blade Runner, like the fucking Oscar Pistorius guy who bugged out. This dude is the American representative of the para- paraplegic Olympics, and he broke that record. And I said to him, I said, you know, this is fucking great, Blake, because you are considered the fastest man with no legs, and I am considered one of the slowest people with two legs. He fucking loved that. This fucking guy, it was probably one of the most special, coolest people I met the whole weekend. And I met all kinds of people. I'm going to get inside later. So he was on the team. Kristen Ledlow was on the team. Fucking Carmelo Anthony was the coach. I mean, this this is this team was stacked. The other team, of course, had Monet Davis, <clears throat> some big motherfucker from Arcade Fire. Win Butler was his fucking name. Nobody, I didn't know who the fuck he was, but but he was a big big motherfucker, and he was a problem in the post. Okay, Ansel Elcourt, actor from uh, you know, all kinds of shit. Really cool dude, tall. You know, uh, you know the, the the Fault in our star, Stars actor. He's going to be big fucking time. He's already big time. He's already fucking big time. He's super cool, nice dude. Again, uh, Chadwick Boseman, who was on my team. Nick Cannon was on the other team. Fucking Robert Pera, this young dude who owns the fucking Memphis Grizzlies. Shoney Schimmel. Skylar Diggins was on the other team. Skylar Diggins and my man, Anthony Anderson. So... We get out there, I'm hampered. I'm already fucking hampered before the game starts, but my guy, my guy Barr, who's the trainer for the Knicks, he did some shit to me before, and he stretched me out on the Carmelo Anthony table. Okay, he said, you are being stretched out and, and, and worked out on the Carmelo Anthony table. I said, well, when Carmelo comes back to play, you tell him that it's now the fucking Michael Rappaport table. Okay, so I was in the training room, they, they were working on me, they were fucking massaging me, stretching me, putting ointments on me, I was eating beet juice shots, okay, if you read beet juice shots, you drink that shit, it's supposed to fucking give you superpowers. Alright, so 20,000 motherfucking people showed up to watch this game, 20,000 fucking people paid to watch the celebrity all-star game. Can you fucking believe that? So the game starts and there's 20,000 motherfuckers in the fucking Madison Square Garden sold out. You can't you can't buy a ticket. You could buy tickets like, you know, they were being scalped. If you could believe this is true shit. I was like, "There's," I said, can I just get a batch of 50 tickets and I'll give them away to fill like seat fillers? I have friends, cousins, friends. Of, no, there's no more tickets. Where are the tickets? They're sold out. They're sold out. I can't. I, I was shocked by that so anyway so the game starts and 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 the first thing that you realize when you're playing in one of these celebrity games in a professional arena is 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 the length of the fucking court the court is ninety four feet of loving ninety four feet of pain I was playing basketball preparing at the y m c a and the j m c c which is the fucking jewish y m c a okay the court is probably seventy five feet eighty at the most those extra 20, 15 feet, they're, they're, it's no fucking joke. It's no fucking joke, okay? And yes, I told you guys before the game, I said this. I don't need John Barry, who, who, who's a former NBA player, and I don't need John Barry, who's the, who's doing the, uh, the play-by-play of the game, to comment on the way I'm running. I told you guys before the game started, I told you guys many times, even when I wasn't talking about the celebrity all-star game, I told you, when I run, when Michael Rappaport runs, yes, I talked about myself in the third party. When I run, it does look like I have shit in my pants. I'm I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with it. I've tried to fight it my whole life. Nothing I can do with it, okay? People have their their, their blessings and their curses. People have their strong points and, and their not so strong points. And And the way I run and the speed at which I run... Is not a strong point. Okay? You want to talk about loafs? You want to have loaf talk? That's a strong point for me. Okay? The way I run, yes. I run like I have a fucking pile of shit. Like a steamer in my shorts. Okay? And I wear, I was wearing compression shorts. So it looks like I'm running with a fucking flattened pile of shit in my pants. I don't care. But I don't need John fucking Barry... Rick Barry's son, former NBA player, very acclaimed NBA player, long career. Rappaport looks like he's this. Rappaport looks like he can't say he looks like he has a pile of shit in his pants because it's ESPN. You can't say that, but I know he wanted to say that. But John Barry's my man. He he was the he was the one who pushed for me to get the MVP in 2010 or 11, whatever the fuck that was. But that's in the past. That's in the fucking past. So the game starts. I am. There's a few sequences where it's up and down up and down okay and we're two minutes in game the the score is four to two i get the ball for the first time because again these fucking guys kevin hart i love you you're my man 50 grand common i fucking love you you're my man i love these dudes these fucking guys they don't pass the fucking rock they don't like to pass the fucking rock they are going at the all-star game the way they should like it's an all-star game but I, i I'm not. A, I'm not a point guard. I'm not a ball handler. I like the ball on the wing, and I like the ball in the post. All right. So if you're not a ball handler, just like in the, in the NBA All Star Game, the guards usually Russell Westbrook, Stephon Curry, people who have the ball in their hand, they're usually the ones who win MVP. That's just the facts in an All Star Game, and this is a fucking celebrity All Star Game. So I get the ball first time. I started the game, of course, of course, because people know what I could bring to the table. I get the ball first time. Somebody passed me the ball. Thank God. I was like, fuck this. I'm shooting. I, I I go to the basket to left. Nick Cannon, another good dude, friend of mine. Love him, respect him. He fucking body checks me, okay? I, I shoot the shot. It goes off the glass, rolls off the rim, and I'm expecting it to be the whistle be blown because this motherfucker just, like, he didn't even foul me. He just, like, ran into me, and I could take hard fouls. I'm on that no blood, no foul shit. But there's two referees, three referees, who I tried to pay off before the game. I went to half court. I said, "Yo, listen, guys, this is a celebrity All Star game. I'm one of the only guys here representing New York City. Let's do the right thing." They're like, "Hey, Mike, these are NBA refs, or, or almost NBA refs. You were, they know me. They're cool. We're fans. Okay, so what am I? Maybe I drop a couple of fifty dollar bills. Maybe you pick it up and we get the fucking we get things going. No, we can't do that. I said, all right. Well, just remember, I made the offer." Okay, so maybe you don't take the $50 bill, but just remember I make the offer. So I get hammered by Nick Cannon. It's on the videotape. And I say, no whistle. And I say to the ref on live TV, God damn, make the fucking call. And at that point I realized, oh shit, I might have just said that on live television during a celebrity all-star game. And the ref goes, whoo. Blows the whistle, and they call a technical. And I go, what the fuck, man? You got to make the fucking call. Okay? This is real shit. This really happened. I got a technical foul within the first four minutes of a celebrity all-star game. The score was four to fucking two. Now, I was really pissed that they didn't make the call. I'm out of my mind. Okay? I am out of my mind. I have a problem. Okay? And then... Chris Mullen goes, he sees my face. Chris Mullen, who I wouldn't say he's a friend of mine, we've never hung out. I see him at these events. I love Chris Mullen. I've always loved Chris Mullen. He's a good dude. He's got a very good sense of humor. He's a New York dude. He's a Brooklyn guy. We get each other. He's older than me. I really have true fucking respect for Chris Mullen. He goes, Yo, Mike, cool out. And I go, Whoa, you have right? Yeah. Of course, Chris Mullen, I'm out of my fucking mind. I just got a technical during a celebrity game. And then Alan Houston, who's like one of the nicest, sweetest, kindest, most appropriate just gentlemen that have ever played in the NBA, be hard pressed to find somebody to say anything about Alan Houston, former Nick, had to retire early because of injuries. He says, yo, Mike, calm down. You only get one more of those meaning you only get one more tech, then they're going to throw you out of the celebrity all-star game. That's what the fuck's going to happen. So I go, fuck, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. I calm down. I fucking snap out of it. Okay, so the game proceeds to play on. Now, what I did do, what I did do well, is I was setting smashing, crushing picks on Skylar Diggins, who's probably considered the prettiest or one of the most prettiest female athletes definitely one of the most prettiest sexiest female athletes in the WNBA. shoni shimble was taking her and i was setting blasting picks nobody was calling picks if you don't know basketball it's like when you set like a like a you block them and 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 basketball 101 is if somebody's setting a pick you say pick pick so the person doesn't one time i fucking she ran right into me but this fucking lady is a fucking fine tuned machine she took the fucking pick and kept going. I'm thinking she's going to be like, yo, don't set that fucking pick so hard. It's a celebrity. It's nothing to her. I'm talking about fucking Charles Oakley would have been fucking proud of this fucking pick. Okay, two or three of those, boom. Then, late in the first quarter, who the fuck passed me the ball? I think it was Shoni Schimmel. She passed me the fucking ball in the corner, and the 24-second clock runs out. Fuck that. I knew the 24-second clock ran out. I'm, I'm in the corner. I'm going to get it. I'm at the NBA three-point line. I bury the three. I bury the fucking three. Am I the only one who's going crazy? Yes, because everybody else knows the whistle blew because the 24-second clock ran out. But I make the fucking three. I'm feeling good. I'm like, okay, I got the jitterbugs out. I missed my first shot. Made this fucking three. I'm exhausted. I say to Skylar Diggins, what the fuck, Skylar Diggins? They're they're, they're calling 24 seconds. It's a celebrity all-star game. And she says, what the fuck, Michael Rappaport? Why are you getting technical fouls in a celebrity all-star game? I'm here all week, folks. Okay, so that's about the first quarter of the game. I took a break. Now, because I was dealing with this fucking injury, I, I was told, do not... Do not, do not, do not get stiff on the bench. So I was stretching. I'm a great stretcher. The one fucking thing that I was the best at All-Star Weekend is stretching. Okay? Even in the locker room, Chris Mullen, Common, they were like, yo, you fucking flexible. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I am fucking flexible, Chris Mullen. Okay? Some people jump the highest. Some people run the fastest. Some people are the strongest. Some people are the best shooters. Some people are the best passers. Some people are the best dunkers. I could fucking put my my fucking legs above my head, okay? Everybody has their strong suits, all right? Just like I said earlier. All right, so I sit down on the bench. The game's going well. We have this dude, Blake Leeper, again, who's considered the... He's not considered. He is the fastest man with no legs. He's a fucking beast. Such a sweet kid. Look him up. Blake Leeper. L-E-E-P-E-R. Fucking Olympic medalist. He's a fucking beast. He's so fucking fast. Just such a good dude He's out there playing his fucking ass off Carmelo Anthony's our coach But this fucking guy Who comes off the bench for the other team Which is being coached by Mike Gallick From Mike and Mike Mike Greenberg is coaching my team And, and, and Carmelo's our assistant coach And fucking Spike Lee's the assistant coach of the other team This guy Win Butler Look him up He's a fucking animal He's Canadian He, I guarantee you he weighs about 250 pounds He's bigger than me He's about 6 fucking 4 Again, he was wearing a headband, he had long hair, he looks like a big fucking shit. You don't think he's going to be effective as a basketball player, but he knew his strengths. He goes to the left, he's big, he was in the post, and I said to Carmelo, I said, because we couldn't guard him. Real fucking talk, because you don't know, you don't scout this shit out. Real fucking talk, we could not guard this motherfucker. Uh, you know, uh, Chadwick Bozeman was giving him a try, Common was giving him a try, he was a fucking beast. And I said, you know what, Mike, Mike Greenberg, put me in there. And Carmelo's like, yeah, go in there and put that wood on him. I said, yeah, Carmelo. Now I'm getting excited. Like, Carmelo's amping me up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put that motherfucking wood on him. Like, the forearm. I want to fucking, not like, you know, fuck him. You know, like, lay that wood or lay that pipe. Like, you know, push him around. I'm like, fuck that. I get in the game. First thing I do is put my fucking forearm right in his fucking chest. You know what he does? He pushes it down. Never a good sign. Which meant... I'm not pussy, Michael Rapport. I'm 250 fucking pounds. I'm, com- I'm Canadian, and I could probably I probably played hockey. I- I'm ready to fight out here. He laughed when I forearmed him. This fucking guy was a beast. Not a great player, again, but just big, lumbering motherfucker with big legs, like he chops trees. It's a big fucking guy. But I, he didn't score on me. He didn't fucking score on me. All right, Monet Davis. I'm gonna tell you what it's like with playing against Monet Davis. All right, Monet Davis. Is ice cold. All right. I saw her face. When we came out for the jump ball, she wasn't like, oh shit, there's Kevin Hart. Oh shit, there's Common. Oh shit, there's Anthony Anderson. Monet Davis is a real athlete. She wasn't impressed with anybody. I don't think she had a fucking clue who I was. Yeah, I threatened her. I put it out there on the last podcast. I'll take you down, Monet Davis. She I, either she knew who I was and was giving me like the ice grill, or I she just didn't give a fuck. She was out there to play, and she was bringing the fucking noise to Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was playing well, too, but Monet Davis spun on her, and it was was real, and she's just ice cold. That was the thing I was most impressed with her, is that she just wasn't like—it wasn't like a celebrity all-star game to her. It was a game. She was not impressed with any of the fucking—the fanfare, the hoopla, the 94-foot court, the fucking cameras. She wasn't fucking around. So she's a real fucking talent. She's the real deal. I I wish her the best of luck. I did punch your shit, Monet Davis. I blocked your shit out of bounds in the second half. That happened. It's on video, fucking tape. Okay. I I I went up one other time. I tried to block your shit. I almost landed on you and Kevin Hart. I would have fucking destroyed both of you if that happened. Thank God it didn't happen. But Monet Davis, you get nothing but respect. You're, you're such a sweet sweet girl. Cool, low key, nice family. And and she was great. She was great. It was great to see her out there. It was great to meet her. It was great to play with her. It was another one of the people who, uh, who I was really excited to meet. She was great. So I got back in the game, second quarter. It's a tight game. It's probably the best celebrity all-star game that's ever been played because there was a lot of people that had played in it before, like Kevin Hart, Common, Anthony Anderson, myself, the girls, you know, that were out there, the NBA, the WME girls. They were keeping it competitive. Their team was ahead. It was because of this fucking Wynn Butler guy. I got a fucking, I don't know how I got the ball. I got the ball again. Got the ball again by the NBA three point line. Now, here's what happened I shot an air ball. It happened to the best of them, but I'm gonna explain to you why. While I was shooting the ball, I caught the fact that Chris Mullen was guarding me. And I swear to God, I had an out of body experience. While I was shooting, I was like, oh, shit, Chris Mullen is guarding me in Madison Square Garden where he played college ball sensationally for St. John's during the Big East era, the golden era of the Big East tournament, and I'm about to shoot the ball, and I'm about to make a shot with Chris Mullen sort of guarding me. He's about five feet away, so it's sort of guarding me, but that went through my head, and I shot a—it f- wasn't a brick. It was fucking short, okay? Okay. And I was like, oh, fuck, because I had said to myself before the game, don't shoot any NBA 3s. It's out of your fucking range. So not only did I, did I shoot an NBA 3, but I stepped back into it. Do you understand? I could have shot it from, from a closer distance, but I stepped back in it because I had just buried one, even though it was after the 24-second clock, five minutes ago. Fucking air ball. So the play is continuing. They're running up and down the fucking court. That's one of the most annoying things about basketball is the running. I, I I just realized that like fuck run up here, they missed the layup, run back there, make a layup, run back there, turnover, run back fuck this shit. I am dying. There was one sequence where it's five sprints back and forth, and I ran all the way, and I was like, fuck this shit, man. Fuck it. Fuck this shit. Okay? So halftime go, comes up. We go into the locker room. Somebody's performing in halftime. Motherfuckers are in the halftime. People are fucking breathing hard. Okay? People are stretching. Alan Houston, he wasn't sweating at all. Okay, former former Nick Allen. This was like a fucking like a walk on a spring day in Central Park. Kristen Ledlow. I said Kristen Ledlow. It's fucking no joke out there. She said, "No, Mike, it is no fucking joke out there." Okay, this dude, this Olympic athlete who I told you about, uh, Leaper. This is a joke to him. Blake Leaper. These are this guy's a fucking Paralympic gold medalist. This is nothing to him. But for me, I'm dying. Kevin Hart's fucking stretching. People are fucking, you know. I wanted an oxygen shot. They didn't supply me with one. And, uh, you know, that's what was going on in the locker room. You know, I took pictures. Shoney Schimmel's a fucking beast. Tina, everybody's taking selfies. You know, it's like a joke to a lot of people. I, I told Common, I said, listen, you got crossed up by Justin Bieber in the game in 2012. It's on video. I told him this. I told him to his face. I said, you got crossed up by him. You do not want to get crossed up by Monet Davis. Okay, because if you get crossed up by Justin Bieber and then crossed up by Monet Davis, you'll be the first participant of the NBA All Star game to get crossed up by two 14 year old girls. Ba um bum! I'm here all week, folks. You get it? Crossed up by Justin Bieber, crossed up by Monet Davis, 14 year old girls. Anyway, oh, that was a good one. I actually said that. Locker room went crazy. They laughed. That, that's a real line I said. I'm, I'm quoting myself. So, anyway, game continues. Made a couple of good passes, made a couple of turnovers, made one out of two free throws. I just I was I was fucking I was just wasn't ready, man, for that court. I I you know, it's not like in the in the Y. It's not like when you're playing three on three. That court and those W I was setting smashing, more smashing picks on Skylar Diggins. I gotta tell you, I have so much respect for these WNBA players when you're out there. They're tough. They're fierce competitors. They're in fucking shape. They could shoot like a motherfucker. They play properly. They they, they make all the right passes, all the right moves. They're aggressive on defense. And and they they Tina Charles, Shoni Schimble, and 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 Skylar Diggins, enough respect. I fucking love you guys. I got the ball a couple times. My man Anthony Anderson, he was sort of out of it. Me and him were trying to go at it. Ansel El Elcourt. I love you. I don't know how to say your last name. I might think about changing that fucking thing. Great young actor from Fault in Our Stars. It's got four point five million fucking Twitter fans. Big fucking star. He's a big deal. He's a big fucking deal. Okay, tall kid, good looking kid from New York. You know he made a couple of free throws. We lose the fucking game. It's a close game. You know, I'm, like, on the bench, like, let's fucking go. We got to fucking win this game. If we fucking lose this game, we're going to fucking be pissed off. Laugh now. Cry later, you motherfuckers. We need to fucking win. I'm saying this shit. Let's fucking go, man. Alan Houston at one point is like, Mike, shut up. Shut up. Well, he didn't say that, but I know he wanted to say, shut the fuck up. You know, he's a a very, you know, well-spoken guy. But Alan Houston looked at me one time like he wanted to say, shut the fuck up. We lost the game, I was sore, didn't perform the way I wanted to perform, had a fucking ball, Kevin Hart wins the MVP, he was gonna win the MVP whether he scored 1 point, 20 points, he did play well, but we lost, usually the MVP goes to the winning team, I feel like the real MVP of the other team was this fucking Win Butler, but no one fuck. it was either gonna be Kevin Hart or Monet Davis, they gave it to Kevin Hart, love him. Chris Mullen, he was there. It just was a great night. So, you know, I meet up with my friends after the game. They're like, yo, you suck. You're a fucking loser. Twitter's like, you know, you fucking suck. You didn't get any shots. My friends are like, you you run like you got a fucking pile of shit in your pants. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, you fucking know that already. I don't need to be fucking reminded of it. So, you know, take a little shower, clean myself off. I stretch out some more. I've got to stretch the whole night. That's what the guy told me. Keep fucking stretching drink some water, go get, we leave the garden. I, I saw Kyrie Irving when I was leaving, and I said, yo, I fucking love you, Kyrie Irving. You're the shit. He was like, what's up? And I said, do you remember I met you? I said, I met you in the casino when I was there for USA Basketball. I'm a big fan. He was like, oh, he was cool, really cool. I said, you know, what else? Who else? So there wasn't that many celebrities at the at the celebrity all-star game outside of the people that were playing. But then we go to the very, very uh, prestigious, hard-to-get-a-ticket, 30th, anniversary party for jordan all right which is downtown at 23 wall street you get it 23 wall street and it's a big fucking like it's like some big hall or something i don't know what the fuck it is some big place we get in there and we, we we go into the party me and my friends i'm with three dudes my friend bar kofi and jason and we get, you know, we get in pretty easily. It wasn't a problem. They give us black wristbands, okay, black wristbands. And I'm like, I have a feeling that there's better than black wristbands because, you know, there's always like the fucking let's just say the the purple wristbands, the black wristbands, and then there's like the fucking the all access diamond wristbands. So we're walking around, walking around, walking around, and I see there's stairs right in the middle of, of, of this big party. And I go up there. There's these two goon New York security guards, good dudes. Probably like off-duty cops. They go, what's up, Mike? I go, I want to go up here. They go, let me see your wristband. I go, they go, we can't let you up. because we know you. We saw you play tonight. You did a good job. I go, thanks for lying to me. But we can't let you up. They go in the front and tell me you need the gold wristbands. So go in the front. And in the front, who's giving out the wristbands, is some fucking hipster fuck. Okay? Here's where the night got interesting. So this little hipster prick. He says, I said, yo, I need the gold wristbands, yo. I'm just, I, I'm like, this is how I feel. I'm in New York. I just played in the All Star game. My fucking hamstring hurts. I want the gold. Ri- I was invited to this party. My man Reggie from Jordan hooked me up. It's Jordan. It's New York City. I'm going, yo, can I get the gold wristbands? This dude, this fucking little hipster prick, says, get him out of here. Doesn't even look at me. So I say, you motherfucker. Fuck you. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? He didn't look at me when he said, get him out of here. Then I think he either recognized me or he was like, oh, shit, I got a wild card on on my hands. So this big security guard, like one of those fucking linemen, he goes, Mike, what's the matter? Cool out. And I go, what's the matter? This fucking guy's telling me to get the fuck out of here. This is fucking, yo, I want the fucking gold wristband. These are some bullshit wristbands. He goes, all right, calm down, calm down. He was really, he could have squashed me like a grape. This guy was huge, 350 pounds of good lovin'. Big motherfucker, calm as shit, which also makes you nervous, because he was chill, because he could have literally, like, picked me up and thrown me, and I'm not a little guy, he goes, you'll get it, you'll get it, all right, cool, cool, I don't like this motherfucker saying, get the fuck, get him out of here, talking to me out of, a hipster, I guarantee you this motherfucker lives in Brooklyn, he's not from New York, and and he had on socks with a personality, the hipster elite, he said that to me, get him out of here, fuck you, So anyway, I get the fucking black wristbands, my whole crew gets the black wristbands. We go upstairs, and who do we see first? Michael fucking Jordan in the motherfucking flesh. And me and my friend, we were like, oh shit, there's Michael Jordan. I've never seen I saw him play one time in like '87 when the Bulls weren't shit. I've never seen him play. Other than that, I've never seen him in real life. And I'm like, yo, shit, there's Michael Jordan. Of course, he's not dressed well. He's got a fucked up style, but he wasn't wearing anything crazy. And who is he talking to? Moses Malone, who's wearing some sort of rain hat and a rain jacket in the fucking party. And it is brick out, but Moses, yo, take your shit off, relax. So we're literally staring at Michael Jordan. I'm like, yo, it's fucking Michael Jordan. Now, I've heard so many fucking stories that Michael Jordan is a fucking prick. I've heard so many stories of him not taking selfies with people, not even giving people five, not even giving people the time of day. So we had already planned if we see Jordan, don't say a fucking word to him. Do not say a fucking word to him. So we're literally staring at him, like, on some groupy shit. Like, yo, there's fucking Michael Jordan. Uh, like, he's talking to Moses Malone. He's talking shit to Moses Malone. Moses Malone is, like, literally like Sasquatch. He's, like, from the backwoods. He's straight country. I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but I could hear Michael talking they're laughing ha 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 Moses is huge he's got on his fucking rain hat and some kind of some kind of like some kind of like Sherlock Holmes hat with a raincoat which could be used as a as a as a a blanket or like a duvet you could literally sew it and use it as a duvet it's that fucking big Moses is a big motherfucker so we're, we're we follow behind Michael Jordan he goes into this Sort of exclusive area, but again, I don't want to get that close to Michael Jordan because I, I have heard he shits on people. You could say, Michael Jordan, I, I I just lost my dog. I'm your biggest fan, and apparently, if he's not in the right mood, he's gonna just turn his back on you, which apparently happened later on when I when I ran into Action Bronson, who I've never met before. He told me his Michael Jordan story, which I'm not gonna repeat. But hopefully, I could get Action Bronson on this podcast to tell. His Michael Jordan story because it's not for me to tell. If he wants to tell it, he met him for the first time that night. He can tell the story, but I would love to have Action Bronson come on here and talk about his Michael Jordan story. Anyway, any fucking way. I know this is a lot to swallow. Okay, I'm gonna take a sip of my water. Hold on. Then there's these 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 uh, couches and shit. Okay. And who the fuck do I see? I see Derek Jeter. He's about five feet away from Michael Jordan. And then with my own eyes, I see Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter greet each other. Pound, hug, yo, what's up? What's up? And I'm like, there's fucking Derek Jeter, who I've met, who's always cool, and Michael fucking Jordan. Two of the best, most prolific athletes in the fucking world talking to each other and i'm like fuck it i gotta take a picture my man's like don't do that don't do that i'm like fuck this shit i'm gonna take a picture it's dark in there i knew i was i had a bullshit camera with my my iphone camera i didn't want to and i'm like i'm like about say 10 feet away so i know i'm not gonna get a good picture but i take the picture it's on instagram check it out jeter has his back turned michael jordan's wearing some crazy shit and he's smoking a cigar it's them i saw it with my own two fucking eyes all right. Then me and my friend are like, yo, we should walk away. And I'm like, well, fuck that. I want to watch what they're going to do. They're just talking to each other. Okay, there's chicks are, are are swarming, swarming like sharks, literally all around them. But I will say about the entire All-Star Weekend, I don't know if it was because it was freezing cold out, but normally at All-Star Weekend, the chicken heads, the groupies are out. There wasn't as many at this party because this is an exclusive party. And I just didn't see that many in in the city because maybe because it was so fucking cold and the little chicken heads were covered up. You couldn't see them. Okay? But they were all fucking over. They were all over. Michael Jordan and and, and Derek G. They were staring at them. So we finally walk away and who do I walk right like like damn near into? Action fucking Bronson. And I'm like, oh shit. Action, fucking Bronson! What's up? And he's like, "What's up, Mike?" And I'm like, "Yo, I fuck with you hard." Now we've texted each other because we 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 met over Twitter. That's how we 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 we've been in contact. I always give him props. I love him. And I'm like, "Yo, I fuck with you." He's like, "Yo, I fuck with you too." His man, Big Body, was there. He was like, "Yo, what up?" I said, "Yo, I fuck with you guys hard." And he, I'm like, "Yo, I you know it's crazy. My kids have seen you perform three times, and I've never even seen you in the flesh, Bronson." He's like, "Yo, what up?" Blah 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 blah. blah. So we're like happy to meet each other. I'm excited. I'm like, "Yo." We got to fucking do... I want to be on your show. I want to come eat some food. I'll eat you under the table. He's like, nah, you can't do that, Mike. I go, yeah, I can, Extra Bronson. I could fucking... Yo, let's eat sandwiches. Cook for me because he cooks. I want to fuck with you. He's like, I want to fuck with you too. No, Bruno. Anyway, so we're walking throughout the party. Here's the list of people. I see Dominique Wilkins. I see fucking Robert Parrish. Again, I see Moses Malone. I see fucking... Every fucking NBA player you could think of. There wasn't any NFL players. I see fucking... uh, Who else is in there? Then Ariana Grande just starts performing out of nowhere. She's on a stage downstairs. Ariana Grande is performing. I could give two fucks about Ariana Grande, but she's performing. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? Ariana Grande is performing. Who else do we see in this fucking place? Uh, All the NBA players. KD, Carmelo, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul... The the entire fucking league is in this fucking room. Every fucking body is in this fucking building. Every fucking body. Then I walk by a couch. Magic Johnson's there. And sitting on the couch is Dr. J. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Dr. J looks like Dr. J. He looks great. He's got the gray hair. He's talking to some beautiful chick... As he should, he's Dr. Fucking J. Some some older chick. You know, like his age, maybe. Like, not probably like 47, 48, but a dime piece. You know, yeah, you know, pretty chick. Older. I'm saying 47, 48 because Doc's probably 60. And I'm like, yo, I can't even talk to Dr. J. I can't even approach Dr. J. I said what's up to Magic. Said what's up to Dominique. I see him every year. He's so fucking cool to me. Said what's up to Moses. He mumbled some shit. I couldn't know what the I didn't know what the fuck he said. Fat Joe. I fucking see Jay-Z. See him real quick. What's up, Jay-Z? Yo, what's up? What's up? Keep it moving. Who the fuck... Everybody's in there. Every fucking body is in the fucking building. And then... Around, like, I don't know, maybe 1 o'clock in the morning... Prince starts performing. That's right. I said fucking Prince. Downstairs, Prince is performing. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? He's singing, like, the classics. He's singing new shit... He's singing controversy. I'm like, what the fuck? Do you believe in God? I'm, Prince is right there performing. He got the, the afro, the crate. He had some gold shit on. People are losing them. He's killing it. If Prince, is the second time I've seen him perform live. If Prince is performing, he's never half-assed. He's shutting the shit down. And while Prince is performing, you're like, yo, this is why Prince is Prince. This motherfucker is a fucking king. He's, he's, he's on another level. So finally, we leave that night. This is Friday night. This is only Friday night, okay? We leave the fucking party. It is one of the coldest nights out. Prince performed. I think Stevie Wonder was supposed to perform afterwards. I had had enough. I had, had enough for the celebrities. I had enough for the fucking NBA. I had enough for fucking Michael Jordan. I had enough for Derek fucking Jeter. I was overwhelmed, okay? I was overwhelmed. It was an overwhelmingly incredible night in New York City. I, I was tripping the fuck out. Okay, I played in my game. This is in one night. One fucking night. And uh, I'm going to take a little break right here. We're going to be right back with Saturday night. Saturday night was almost fucking crazier than than Friday night. Yo, the people have spoken. We are a five-star podcast. We've even got soft-ass t-shirts to prove it. Anytime you hear something on the I Am Rappaport podcast that is five-star worthy, Go to iTunes and give us five star reviews. You can do it as many times as you want. Leave us a review. We see everything. Ask a question. ILO us. Whatever you want. Hit up iTunes. Give us a review. The good, the bad, the indifferent, whatever you want. We want to take over iTunes. They still don't show us the love we deserve. Yo, all soft ass I am Rappaport stereo podcast t shirts are available at districtlines.com forward slash I am Rappaport. We got the five-star stereo podcast tee, the I Am Rappaport stereo podcast zip-up and pullover hoodies, the full Iverson t-shirt, the Stickman t-shirt collection, the I Don't Fact Check, the hard-body karate t-shirt for men and women. Go to districtlines.com forward slash I Am Rappaport. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is Michael Rappaport, and you are now listening to the I Am Rappaport podcast. This is part two of my NBA All-Star Weekend extravaganza. Saturday morning I go to the NBA All-Star practice which is really for the kids. It's not a practice. It's kind of like a shoot around. First the East comes out. The whole team's there. Everybody's there. Every fucking NBA All-Star. They're practicing their sh- I'm right on the fucking court. Then the West comes out. Then there's some fucking shootout. I did this this event with DeGree, you know, the deodorant, Stephon Curry and John Wall. They come out. I'm bullshitting around with them. Check it out online. I did it. It's fun. I guarded Stephon Curry, and I guarded John Wall. John Wall missed his shot. Stephon Curry made his shot. That's the kind of defense that I put on people. All right? I'm exhausted. I was up all night. I fucking eat pizza because I'm now I'm off training for my Celebrity All-Star game. For, for three weeks before the Celebrity All-Star game, I ate well. I didn't do anything. I slept well. I drank water. Didn't drink a lot of Snapple. Didn't drink a lot of Starbucks. You know, I gave up fucking Snapple for three weeks. I didn't have any fucking pizza. I was in New York for three days. I waited. But that night, we went to Joe's Pizza. And, you know, we're in there. Everybody's like, MVP. There was a bunch of kids, and they were saying, I should have won MVP. MVP, they were fucking blasted out of their mind. But I made it up to the, to the All-Star practice Saturday morning. Went home. Got back to my crib. Took a little nap. And then Saturday night is the three-point shootout and the dunk contest. So this is how this went down. Me and my friend Barr... They tell me, yo, you're going to sit on courtside. Fuck. Hell yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to sit courtside. We're sitting under the basket. We're on the opposite side of the court. Now, this is who's at this event. Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill. They're sitting midcourt. Nicki Minaj, Meek Mill. I see Rihanna walk in. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. There's fucking Rihanna. Floyd Mayweather. He walks in. He's got a bag with him. Of course, he's got a bag. He's got a bag of fucking money. Okay, now I have said things about Floyd Mayweather. I actually called Floyd Mayweather Floyd Kardashian. Okay, I called him that on live TV. I've called Floyd Mayweather Floyd Kardashian. Now I'm seeing him. Now I'm not worried about any beef with me and Floyd Mayweather. He's not going to fucking beat me up, but he might not fucking like it. Uh, Fucking who else is there? Was Jay- I didn't see Jay-Z at this. But Adrian Grenier is there, Anthony Anderson there. The entire NBA is there. Dr. J, and w- oh, I forgot to say this. When we're walking into the fucking dunk contest Saturday, who do I see? Bill Russell, who if you're a fan of the I Am Rapport podcast, you know that I have said, Bill Russell, when you come out twice a year, one is for the NBA All-Star Weekend, number two is for the championship trophy, when you give away the championship trophy, we have said, groom your shit, shave your shit, Take a fucking shower, go to the barber, and I say, I see Bill Russell, and I'm like, oh fuck, there's Bill Russell. I'm there's no way he's listened to the Iron Rapport podcast. But I'm like, I need to get a fucking picture. He's with Oscar Robertson. Basketball royalty. Basketball royalty. Even though I have said and still believe that Bill Russell is one of the most overrated NBA players of all time. He is basketball royalty. Plus, I'm always thinking about giving the fans what they want, giving it what they need. And I'm like, what better? Can I give the I Am Rapport fans then a picture, a selfie with me and Bill Russell? So I tell my friend Barr, "Yo, I'm gonna go over to Bill Russell and I'm gonna say something to him, and you take the fucking picture." So I go behind Bill Russell and Oscar Robertson, who are both in their seventies, so they're seventy-year-old men, maybe maybe even older. And 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 my, and my friend Bar takes the camera, and Bill Russell gives him a look like motherfucker. If you take this fucking picture, I'm gonna fucking choke your throat. He wasn't fucking around. And then Barr, my friend, like, put his fucking camera in the pocket and we bailed on the picture. And he was like, I was like, why didn't you take the fucking picture? He said, because that motherfucker looked at me like he was going to fucking smash my fucking throat. And I said, so what? Take the fucking picture, man. You know, you could sue him. Fuck it. If he hits you, he hits you. It makes for a good pocket. He's like, fuck that. I wasn't doing it to Bill Russell, man. I wasn't going to fucking do that to Bill Russell. So we didn't get the picture. I got some shitty pictures of Bill Russell that I will post. But I will say this. Bill Russell did get a haircut. Okay, and his beard was groomed. So maybe, just maybe he is a secret fan of the I Am Rapport podcast on the low. Maybe he, like the millions and millions and millions of other people, loves the podcast. I don't know. But somebody said, somebody got to him and said, yo, don't come out with your shit looking crazy this year. So anyway, the fucking events start to start. We have great seats. But the NBA people, my man says, "Yo, we're gonna move you, Mike." And I'm like, "Oh fuck, here it comes." And I'm like, "Where are you gonna move me?" We're, where to f-? he said, "We're gonna move you over next to Nikki." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna put you next to Nikki and, and Meek Mill." And I'm like, "Oh fuck." So we get we switch our seats, and I'm sitting right next to fucking Meek Mill and Nikki motherfucking Minaj. And I'm like, "Oh shit." So I sit down, and you know. Celebrity people, they'll, they'll, they'll recognize other celebrity people. So I sit down, I'm like, yo, what's up? They're like, what's up? I'm like, yo, I'm a fan. She's like, I'm a fan, how you doing? I, I sit down, I'm like, yo, I can't fucking believe I'm sitting next to fucking Nicki Minaj and Meek motherfucking Mill. Meek Mill's cool, she's big motherfucker. Sort of got a goon quality. I say that with all due respect. Cool, very cool young I'm telling him, yo, I like that Wu-Tang shit you did when you were rhyming over the Wu-Tang beat. We're talking to him, him and Nicki are chilling. She looks ridiculous. She looks sick. Fucking Rihanna's like four seats down. Floyd Mayweather's like three seats down. He recognizes, like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, shit, maybe he never heard me call him Floyd Kardashian. He says what's up to me. The fucking the proceedings start. The the fucking three point contest is dope. Stephon Curry wins it. He made I think at thir- one point thirteen shots. I'm bullshitting around with fucking Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill. My friend Anthony Causey, who's one of the you know most prolific. Uh, check him out on Instagram. Anthony Causey, C A U S I. Check him out. On Instagram, he shoots all the Knicks, all the local, you know, the New York sports, all the fucking stuff. And I see him. I'm like, yo, you got to get fucking pictures with me and Nicki Minaj and fucking Meek Mill. He's like, don't worry, I got you. So he's taking long lens pictures of me and Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill. And then the fucking dunk contest comes off. We're like having a fucking ball. I'm losing my mind. Rihanna's four seats down for me. I'm fucking tripping the fuck out that Rihanna's four seats down for me. And Nicki Minaj is right fucking next to me, next to Meek Mill. Look it up on Instagram, people. The pictures don't lie. The pictures don't lie. This is really fucking happened. I've said before, I love Nicki Minaj. I love her ass. I've questioned whether it was real or not. But when you're up on her, when you're seeing these people in real life, you're like, yo, what the fuck is going on, man? I have met all sorts of celebrities. But when you were up on Nicki Minaj, you're like, what the fuck is going on? And when Rihanna was is in sniffing distance, smelling distance, we made eye contact at one point, okay? She's a human. I'm a human. We made eye contact. I knew that for that brief second, we shared something, or at least I I felt like we shared something. Okay, the dunk contest started. This dude Zach Levine or Zach Levin. We need to check this guy. Is this guy fucking Jewish? Who won the dunk contest? Has that been brought up? Has that been questioned? Is Zach fucking Levin fucking Jewish? Okay, he he shut down the dunk contest. Everybody's happy. We're having a fucking ball. You know, it's a great time. The fucking show's over. The dunk contest is over. Rihanna walks by. She walks right by me, right the fuck by me. Look on the internet. Look on my Instagram. The pictures don't lie. And she says to me, "How you doing?" I'm a fan. And I go bleh, bleh, bleh. something to that effect. I, 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 my moment was shot. I couldn't say anything. She's tall. She smells good. Her eyes fucking they 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 shine bright like a diamond, shine bright like a diamond. And 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 she shook my hand, and I and I I didn't let it go for an inappropriate period of time until like my arm was fully extended and her arm was fully extended. Okay, I did not let her hand go because I couldn't believe what was going on. I shat the bed. Okay, I shat the bed. That happened. We walk out everybody's fucking there. Money Mayweather, I tell you this, Money Mayweather tipped his fucking waitress probably about, he went into his bag of money because he's Money Mayweather. He tipped his waitress at least $1,000. He gave her a fucking thick stack of fucking hundreds. I saw that. Treated her real nice. Nicki Minaj left. Love you, love you. You guys are dope. Meek Mill, yo, stay in touch. It's cool. It's Saturday night. The fucking NBA all-star game hasn't even fucking started yet. It's Saturday night. So I go to the fucking after party at the slam dunk contest. You know, it's like, oh, there's this party. This is that party. You got to pick your fucking spot. So we said, fuck it. Let's try this GQ party. I didn't know what the fuck was I was walking into. Scan it's again, some it's downtown in Wall Street district of Manhattan. If you've never been to Manhattan, you've never been to New York. It's your fucking problem. You don't know where Wall Street is. That's your fucking problem. Have no problem getting into this party. The, the the security guards. I just want to say one thing. The security, police, and event coordinators in New York City and Madison Square Garden all weekend. Yo, if any of you listen to this, I want to tell you thank you so fucking much for fe- making me feel welcomed. And, and, and greeting me with open arms. Not busting my fucking balls. Asking me for tickets. My fucking wristbands and all that shit. I walked up to the fucking party. They said, come on in, Mike. I said, how many with? I said, I'm with five fucking dudes, which normally is whack. They let me in. When we walk into the fucking party, four fucking dingbat PR girls. What's going on? What's going on? And I said, you know what's going on? We're going into the fucking party, lady. We walk in, and the Roots are performing. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now, here's the thing about the Roots. You see them every night on Fallon. But when you see the fucking Roots live, like really doing their thing, you have a whole new fucking appreciation for the fucking Roots. I've seen them live probably 20, 25 times. They tear shit down, but I haven't seen them in a few years, and I haven't seen them since live since they've been doing the Fallon show. Somehow or another, I wind up on the side of the stage, Quest Love and, and, and Frankie Knuckles were destroying the drums. Black Thought is killing it. The motherfucker, Black Thought was doing a cover of The Wrath of Cain. Okay, the Big Daddy Kane song. He does this all the time. It's like, it's like one of the things they do. Now, the thing that's so impressive about doing a cover of The Wrath of Kane is that it's a long, hard rap song that Kane did. And for him to cover it and make it his own, but do it and do the lyrics that Big Daddy Kane did, it, not anybody can do that. I don't think anyone else in the world would ever even attempt to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, it's like somebody covering like, you know, sympathy for the devil by the Rolling Stones or, you know, my favorite things or, or, a love Supreme or, or like some concerto by fucking Beethoven. He's destroying it. He's destroying it. So there's a backstage thing that we get taken into. I walk back there, Nas Escobar and Raekwon, the motherfucking chef who I met once, but never really met. So I'm like, oh, shit, chef, what the fuck is up? And he's like, yo, Mike Rap, what's up? And I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? Yo, I fucking love you, chef. And he's like, yo, peace, peace. And I'm like, yo, I fucking love you, Raekwon the chef. And he says to me, he says to me, yo, what are those I had on my Nike Lunars, black and white Nike Lunars? For Raekwon the chef to fucking compliment my fucking Nike Lunars, I was like, yo, I don't know. I didn't have my fucking boots. He's some Nike shit. Yo, them shits is hot. I'm like, yo, are you going to rock? He's like, no doubt. I'm like, oh shit. Raekwon the chef is going to rock with the roots. Of course he's, that's why he's there. We're walking through the fucking club. Everybody's at this fucking party. LeBron is there. LeBron fucking James is there. Cause he's Mr. GQ. Okay. He's fucking there. I see him. I know he fucking saw me. I don't say shit to him. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to fucking back down if I see LeBron. Although I did see some two guys that maybe were friends with him. They looked at me like they wanted to fucking kick my ass because some of my comments from LeBron. But you know, I I see him from distance. It's a great party. The roots are killing it. Nas gets up there. He does some shit from his first album. Raekwon the chef gets up there and shuts that shit down. He does incarcerated Scarface's he did uh, something else, and he did Cream. And, he, yo, and when he did Cream, I was having an outer body experience because I was like, yo, not only is he killing Cream and, 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 and am I bugging and the way the roots are covering the song and somebody's doing the beatbox and they're playing the instruments live and it sounds sick, I'm like, yo, this has turned into soul music. It's no longer hip-hop. Cash rules everything around me. Cream is now soul music. It's such a good song. It's like listening to Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. I'm bugging that I'm watching, and the crowd is into it. You know, there's ball players in there, there's some actors in there, there's rap people in there, there's music people in there, and motherfuckers, when he did Cream, motherfuckers were like, oh shit. And I was bugging. I was bugging and, and I saw my dudes from the ASAP mob. I saw my man 12 who I'm cool with and the rest of those motherfuckers. And I also fucking see, I met for the first time ASAP Rocky who I've never met. My kids love them. I'm with the whole fucking ASAP mob, young dudes. They're making me feel like shit because I'm like, yeah, what year were you born? And this motherfucker's like, I was born in 1989. I go, you cocksucker. That's the year I graduated high school. Same thing happened with Meek Mill one point, I said, what year were you born? He said, 1987. I said, fuck you, man. Fuck you. I was 17 in 1987. Fuck you. These guys are young guns. But I got to meet all those. Everybody's having a good time. It's fucking a good-ass party. I go backstage. I see the chef. I'm, like, hyperventilating. I see Ray I'm like, yo, Ray, that shit was like soul music. When you did that shit, it was like fucking soul music. He's like, yo, you bugging, Mike. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I was like, yo, I'm serious, man. Was, I'm like yo, it was it was just a great night. Then we, we 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 had to leave there, and at that point they started playing like the younger fucking the newer hip hop shit, and that's when all the NBA dudes came in. But that's when I gotta be honest, the party got whack. The party got whack because everybody left, and they, and the NBA dudes were like on some fishbowl shit. You know, and, that, and that's what they do. I'm older. They're younger. But it just was like 500 people left. And, and, and then it was probably 500 people, you know, left in the party. So, like, half the place was empty. Half the place was full. All the NBA dudes are sort of packed in the corner. There's chicks there. I was out. I was out. I had a fucking I had enough. Uh, it was... It, I had had enough. This is Saturday night. The fucking... The fucking coup de grace. The fucking all-star game didn't even start yet. Whew. So then finally... Get to the arena Sunday for the game. Again, I get there two hours early. Everybody's at the fucking arena, okay? Everybody is at the arena. I see my man Chris Tucker. I got to do something with Chris Tucker. I got to work with Chris Tucker. I'm such a fucking fan of Chris Tucker's, and, and I know we could kill some shit together. I see him. See, Dominique again. I see motherfucking Muggsy Bogues, who I tell him, I say, Muggsy, you're on some shit. He's like, what up, Mike? I'm like, no, listen. I said, I saw you a couple of months ago, and I realized you're not only 5'3". You're five fucking three. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, yo, for somebody to be in the NBA, they have to be on some shit. But for you to be in the NBA at 5'3", you're on some other shit. And he was like, I, I appreciate that, Mike. I go, yo, and his family, they knew what I meant. I was like, "You, you, you." and it has less to do with talent. It has more to do with heart. And partially, you're a crazy motherfucker to even think you could be in the NBA at 5'3". He really appreciated it and got that. I, Muggsy Bogues is a motherfucker. I'm a foot taller than Muggsy Bogues. He played 12 or 13 years in the NBA. He wasn't a novelty. He had a long fucking productive career in the NBA. I see him... Jay-Z's in there with Bay, Beyonce, Puffy, fucking the whole NBA. I see Julianne Moore. There's actors, Ben Stiller. Everybody's there. I'm tripping the fuck out. I'm tripping the fuck out. Before the game starts, I see Dr. J again. And I'm like, yo, I got to say something to Doc. He walks by me. I met him once before because he coached one of the celebrity all-star games that I played in. So I see him, I'm like, Doc, what's up, man? He's like, how you doing, Mike? I'm like, what the fuck? Dr. J knows my name. And he goes, and he gives me a pound, and then, and then I'm like, yo, man, I just want to tell you, it's so good to see you. Then he gave me a hug, and he said, I see you wearing the hat. He complimented my hat. Dr. J, one of the most fashionable, iconic figures of all of sports in the 1970s and 80s, Converse, the knee braces, his off-the-court style, the afro, the whole shit, he said, I see you with the hat. I like that hat. And I'm like, Tch. I don't even say anything to him. I'm bugging out. Everybody walks in. Jay-Z walks in with fucking Beyonce. They're all there. The game starts. Motherfuckers are doing their thing. It's, it's a fantastic game. I got good seats. I'm bugging. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Willis Reed, Walt Frazier, Bill Russell. Fucking the, the young players are there. The old players are there. Celebrities are there. It's fucking nuts. It's in Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena, the Mecca of basketball. That's right. I don't give a fuck if we haven't won a ring. It's the world's most famous arena, New York City, Madison Square Garden, the Mecca of basketball. If you don't like it, fucking, I don't know what to tell you. Find another fucking podcast to listen to. No, don't, don't, don't. I don't want to lose followers. But here's where shit got real nuts. Halftime. Somehow I'm on the court during halftime. Okay, the, the fucking, the security guards at Madison Square Garden were just like, if Michael Rapport's here he should probably be here because he played in the games. I'm walking on the court. Again, Ariana fucking Grande is performing. Beyonce's two feet away from me. She's got some goon security guard, as she should. As she should. Some fucking big six foot six guy that looks like he knows karate, MMA, and everything else in between. He's got his eyes on her. I'm walking around. And then I with my friend Jason, I'm like, yo. There's Bill Clinton. He's sitting down. He's like, "Yo, we gotta go over." I go, "Yo, we gotta get over and say something to Bill Clinton." I walk over to Bill Clinton as he's sitting down He gets up. Okay, this is a fact. Bill Clinton gets up and he goes, "How are you?" I'm a fan, and I'm like, "I don't, I don't know what to say," because I'm, 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 I just want my selfie. I just want my picture. I, I don't expect him to know who the fuck I am. He says, I'm a fan of yours. You're a, you're a really good actor. And I'm like, do I curse? Do I go, oh, fuck, holy shit, Bill Clinton? What the fuck, Bill Clinton? And, and, and then I, and he goes, you know, I'm a big movie fan. I, you know, I love movies. He starts telling me, you know, I've been going to the movies since I was a kid when they were just 10 cents a movie. And telling me this, telling me that. And I'm like, I, I, I got to keep this conversation going because Bill Clinton doesn't just, he wants to talk to me. This is reality. And, you know, he, I said, well, what, 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 have you seen any movies? What Academy Award movies, films have you seen? And uh, have you seen American Sniper? I haven't gotten to see it. I've heard a lot about it. I want to see it. I've seen this. I ha- I've seen this. He, I could tell you when I saw him last week at the All-Star Game, Bill Clinton had not seen Birdman, and he had not seen Foxcatcher. Okay, he was very interested. No, and he did see the Julianne Moore movie that I forgot to fucking, I can't remember the name of, but where she plays in Alzheimer's. And he's, he's now Bill Clinton, this is the God's honest truth. Bill Clinton is talking to me and has his arm on me, like we're friends. I'm literally—I don't know if I call this guy Bill, Mister President. At one point, I said Mister President. I cannot tell you all the things I said. I can tell you what he said. He's telling me he loves that film. You know, he—he he, he believes in Alzheimer's. You know, he—he's he, done a lot of stuff to try to raise money for it. I'm like, I can't fucking believe that Bill Clinton is fucking talking to me. He's got these fucking beautiful darting blue eyes i'm like what the fuck is going bill looks good he's vegetarian now i'm like what the fuck is going on here and then my friend i said jason yo you yo, we got to get a picture he's got like people around him there's security it's like real fucking like serious shit but they're real cool like you know they weren't tri- yo they weren't tripping that he put his hands on me bill clinton was leaning on me to talk to me i wasn't leaning on him he's talking to me like that and I got a picture with the president, Bill Clinton, and I'm like, oh shit. So me and my friend Jason, I'm like, yo, we need to go take a breath. Pres- because I'm like, seriously, I'm hyperventilating. So we go into the back, we go in the back, and I'm like, yo, I got I to gotta get some water, or like a Coca-Cola, because I'm bugging that Bill. I just had an exchange with Bill Clinton. And while I'm going into the back, I see Julianne Moore, who I've met a couple of times. She's very nice. She's with her husband, who, who I've met, and, and, and I, I believe they're with their son. And I go, yo. She's like, what? I go, yo, I just had a fucking conversation with Bill Clinton. She goes, really? And I go, yeah. And you know what he fucking told me? She's like, what? I go, he fucking loves that film you just did that I can't remember. The one you had the awesome. She goes, get the fuck out of her. I go, yeah, Julianne Moore. He just fucking said that to me. If you went over to him right now, he'd fucking trip out because he fucking loves that movie. And he, and it, it really touched a chord in him. And she's like, oh shit. And I'm like, I can't even believe he knew who the fuck I was. She goes, isn't that crazy when that happens? I go, maybe not. Maybe, maybe you're used to it. That shit don't happen to me like that. Fucking president fucking knew who I was. <laughs> I go in the back. It's like the NBA Hall of Fame back there. Barkley, Gary Payton. They're all back there. I'm hyperventilating. The game has started. I We're like, yo, I, we need to stay back here and, and, and catch our breath. Me and my friend Jason are tripping. I see Charles Barkley. Cool as shit. Talk some shit to him. I go up to him like I'm posting up in a basketball game. I go, yo, there's a mouse in the house. He goes, Mike, no team in this league it would be dumb enough to put you in the game. I go, ha, 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 Fuck, Charles. What's up? Gary Payton. Love him. Talking about his son. Talking about when he his son played against him and Sean Kemp. He was telling me it was a beautiful thing. It was surreal. See my man, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. God's honest truth. God's honest truth, he says to me. As soon as I go, I go, cap. You know, I I know he doesn't like pictures. I know he doesn't like fucking with people. He's kind of a serious dude. I go, Cap, I get his attention. He goes, hey, Mike, how you doing? Real calm, cool, and collective. First thing out of his mouth is, I swear on my kids. He goes, you know, I tell people all the time. I coach you in your first celebrity game, and I go get the fuck out of here. I'm cracking up. He goes, yeah, yeah. You and Queen Latifah, because Kareem coached us in Rock and Jock game like in '93, and we always got along. Now I know Kareem might have an like you know reputation for not being cool, not being friendly. Always been fucking cool as shit with me. Always been friendly. Always got my humor. Always got my jokes. And I say, of course you told people that you coached me in the Rock and Jock game. Who gives a shit about the fact that you're the all-time leading scorer in NBA history? Who cares a shit about about all the championships? Who cares a shit about all the, the things you've accomplished over the court? He goes, that's what I tell people. Great sense of humor. Super fucking cool. Goes on to tell me that he loves Justified loved me on Justified, hasn't started watching the sixth season, tells me that the, the I already knew this. He goes, you know, that book was a a short story. I go, yeah, I know. And I said, you know, it it turns out that Elmore Leonard really did love Justified. He goes, really? That's cool. And, you know, he starts naming his other other famous uh, Elmore Leonard books. I'm like, what the fuck, Kareem? The fact that he's even speaking to me, it's like five minutes. He's talking to me, he's talking to me, he's talking to me. What are you up to? I'm doing this. I saw the When the Garden Was eaten. Oh, shit. It just, it was crazy. It was fucking crazy. I get a picture with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I saw Willis Reed. I saw Earl Monroe. I saw Walt Frazier. Those guys were always so cool to me. I don't even know what to say. All I want to say is this. When I'm I'm dropping these names and I'm telling you guys about my experience, I'm not doing it to sound cool because truly at the end of the day, I am a fan and I am as excited to be there as anybody else would. It was a great fucking weekend. I got a fucking selfie with, Jesse fucking Jackson it didn't have a fucking clue who I was. I met Mariano Rivera. I got a picture with him. The whole fucking NBA, Damian Lillard, every fucking body. Dikembe, Kembe. It was a great fucking weekend. This is the I Am Rapport podcast. If I sound like a fucking name dropper, you're a fucking asshole. Like I said, you know, I I am just sharing my experience with you guys. It was it was it was it was a, it was a ball. It was a pleasure. New York treated me great. I I really believe it was the best All-Star game. It was the best celebrity All-Star game. The dunk contest was shockingly good. I think everybody was caught by surprise by how good it was. The three-point shootout was good. And the All-Star game was, was a great entertainment piece. That's it, man. I'll probably have some more stuff that I forgot. This is sort of off the cuff. G. Monetti will be back soon. He's been in Thailand doing God knows what. And we're out.